Okay, listeners, this week we're talking about the 2008 documentary, Dear Zachary. We're kicking down this motherfucking door, and we're doing that. Let's get into it. If there's anything that could be haunted, for sure that fucking chair's haunted. Then again, the internet always wins. The internet always wins. Searching around about uh, this dock I found. Let's be frank, there's piss on the floor. It was pulled out of power and he was murdered by firing squad. I'll start having pain. Three dudes in a dock. That's the one. That, that is what it's called. Okay, so here we are with Dear Zachary. Good afternoon. I don't want to be here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it, Oh man Okay I'm just gonna start off by saying I don't think A movie Or a documentary Any kind of Film Has hit me as hard as As this one did today When I watched really? it Really? Have you seen Lady and the Tramp? I have <laughs> It's like, It's a masterwork Man that animation <laughs> Fucking sick When the two dogs Kiss? Um Like yeah, this is intense. I, like I can, I, I'm a pretty a sensitive guy. I guess you would say I'm a pretty emotional guy. Like stuff gets me. I like I have a fucking pounding headache right now because I've just cried for the last hour and a half. Oh man, Jesus! I yeah. was expecting something very, very different. Yeah. I uh, I went into this 100. So I guess we should give a little background. Uh, Dear Zachary, um, what is the subtitle for this? Uh, a forget. letter. A letter to a son about his father. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 2008. So it's a story of uh, Andrew Bagby, mm-hmm. yep. uh, an American guy, just a regular old guy. A doctor. Did, did, yeah. Oh, again, not just a regular old guy. I guess he did a lot of cool, creative things when yeah. he was a kid with film and TV and whatnot. Yeah. Then he decided to become a doctor, met a girl at school. They separated, and then eventually he found himself with uh, an older woman who was not good for him or his health or his his child's health. None of it. It was all bad. Um, She murdered him uh, and then birthed his child that they had together. Right. And then she murdered that child along with herself as well. It was a murder-suicide. Yeah. By uh, throwing themselves into the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah, because she was going to get extradited. Because yeah, they were right. figuring yeah. out... They had all come, come yeah. back down. By the time they pinned her cell phones yeah, um, of where, like, her going back her story of what she told the police. Well, and let me just and say... at the time, it took uh, them a while. For someone who's premeditating murder, like, she did not have a f- good oh, fucking Jesus. story. Dude, no. I thought you were going to be like, let me tell you, for someone who's had no. a pretend-meditated murder, I was like, <laughs> no. where's this going? Here's how she should have done yeah. it. It's like... <laughs> When the cops talking, was like, like first off, she said she was sick in bed yep. that day. Yeah. Well, they yep. pinged her cell phone, like you said. Yeah. Shows that she drove from Iowa to Pennsylvania and back. Yeah. And, well, where's the gun? We know you just bought a, a twenty-two caliber handgun. Well, it's in my closet or in my car. I don't know. Yeah. And then when they press around, okay, well, can you bring it to your local police? Yeah. And mm-hmm. give it to them so they can send us. Oh, well, I think I gave it to Andrew in the parking lot there. Oh, but you were sick in bed. Yeah. Oh, no, I drove 1,500 miles. Oh, actually, no, I gave him bullets. I, I gave him yeah, bullets. I gave him just, I just the bullets. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah, so it... And um, it was a 22. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Like that's. Whew. That's. I, I know it's technically a murder weapon, but not normally. Because it's not a good murder weapon. Yeah, that's like a knife that you're like, oh, dude, you had to but, get up in there. Yeah, it looks like, like a butter Jesus knife. Christ. And and you know there was rage to it because she shot him five times. Yep. Uh, twice in the face. Yep. Once in the chest. Yep. Once in the ass. Yep. Twice in the ass. Twice in the ass. It, like, God. Yeah. Yeah. Those were pinpointed like she was fucking around with a laser pointer and a cat. She's like, yeah. mirror, mirror. <laughs> Zooming in. Yeah. And no, so this has a Canadian... Um, kind of story to it yeah, as well. It uh, definitely does yeah. not paint the Canadian legal system no, in the greatest light. Th- no. This case is a definite black uh, black stain on on the Canadian ju- judicial system. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I mean, I can't figure out a way that it doesn't look bad. I think oh, just yeah. f- factually, yeah. each point along the way was misstepped. There could have been a lot of changes yeah yeah because if there was open communication it seems sure. like between like american authorities and canadian authorities of just about certain people it right. would have been like oh they would have been stopped a long fucking time ago well, yeah and not only that but like a full investigation of the actual reports yeah i guess that that deals a little bit with the communication cross-border because yeah. there were multiple attempts on her life by herself she tried to commit suicide one of them was on andrew's doorstep yeah that was yeah. after a whole rigmarole of a breakup that they went and through. then the one time when she was committed to a psych hospital and like went ape shit and like almost killed somebody there that was when she was in prison that yeah. was in prison oh yeah. okay yeah she and said she, like, she was threw a stab- chair or yeah, some she shit said she was gonna stab someone man yeah. a prison chair those are like those crazy aluminum chairs yeah. <laughs> she's not fucking around yeah she would have got the job done that yeah. chair would have stood up. I would have picked up this table, but you're lucky it's bolted to the floor. <laughs> um, yeah. Like man, it, that it, makes me think that they should use stools. It's bolted down stools like a McDonald's. I think like uh, a lot of prisons like... Maybe, and like they could spin around, so you're just like, wee. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of prisons wee. are like the tables that are bolted and the chairs are attached to the tables. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Or even with chains. Yeah. Uh, be not um, noisy, but, but yeah, and atmospheric. Like, it would the, feel cool. The part, the part in the documentary where Kurt's kind of calling all like the, the judges, uh, the crown like prosecutor, and yeah. just nobody's returning his phone call, mm-hmm. or they just say no, flat out, we're not talking. Like, yeah, like, how, as the judge that releases her for the second time, mm-hmm. how, how do you? How do you live with yourself? Also, wasn't one of the judges like? <laughs> Who do you think you are? Yeah. Wasn't one of the judges' responses like, "Oh yeah, we know about that case," and like, "I'm not talking about it." Yeah. And like, oh fuck, mm-hmm. that's almost more fucked up than to be like, "I don't know, I'm not talking yeah. to you about anything." Yeah, it's like you knew you did something wrong, and you're a kid, yeah. and you're just hiding yeah. in your room. Like, oh yeah, that yeah. baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard about that. Wild shit. Well, I mean, it, not only is it a black stain for the Canadian legal system, but it's also a black stain for that particular judge because if yeah. like. If she has well, any remorse or time to think on her own at all, she would feel bad. Uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, if she doesn't, yeah. she doesn't deserve to be a judge. <laughs> well, yeah, you guys clearly, so like, we clearly haven't had, we haven't slept in a bed with really, really high thread count, so yeah, I don't true. understand. It might be really nice. <laughs> oh, this is worth a couple dead babies. <laughs> like, this shit is awesome. That's awful. That's like, awfully true, though. Oh, I mean, man, that's fucked up. Ultimately, but yeah, it would be interesting to see where those judges ended up like after this or if like they just well it said like i don't think anything really happened to them the one woman from child protective protective services it did say in the documentary she stepped down uh, yeah when the investigation 
Uh, Linda yeah. Day, I think her name was. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> My day has come. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So I'm there, off the rock. A couple people that uh, stepped down or or were fired or or whatever because of their mishandling of it. But oh man, even that you just like, oops, sorry. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, what did you you like fucked up at work a little bit? You like messed up an order? You're like, not necessarily. Mm. Two like people. a drink order, like yeah. A, a turner on the rocks, yeah, no, or something. No, two two people are dead. One was a kid, not even a year old. Yeah. Like, holy shit! Mm. You could just walk away from that. Like, yep, fuck yeah. that one up. That's not just dropping a cup of coffee yeah. as a waitress. That's so. I guess the child yeah. and youth worker is not in my field. You'll never forget. I'm out of here. But she was like the director or something too. So like. Yeah. She's been doing this a long time. Also, I wonder yeah. if she just came in one day and like her second was like, "Ah, hey, here you go. I'm out of here. Good Today's luck gonna with be this. a bad fucking yeah. day. Some shit's about to come down the pipe. Guess who called? You'll never guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, so the most telling part. So it's kind of crazy to see the kind of progression of Andrew's parents. Like, you know, when they find out mm-hmm. he's been killed, mm-hmm. the dad literally says, "You know what? Our plan was to go." pick up Andrew's uh, ashes mm-hmm. and then come home and kill ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, like mm-hmm. he was an only child. So mm-hmm. that was their only uh, son. Yeah, and his parents were street. like super yeah. intelligent, right? Yeah. Like his mom was a uh, OGB, whatever. Right. And OBGYN, his yeah, nurse, dad was an engineer. Yeah. Nurse practitioner. And yeah, he was an engineer. Yeah. Um, so he knew about the puss, but uh, <laughs> 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 they say that in the talk, man. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, they just, do. Actually, they they really do. I'm not lying. Just uh, you know, obviously their grief is is yep. immeasurable. Yeah. And then to go through all this and then lose their their grandchild, especially and, when you were so close to having um, custody them in your custody. Yeah, again. yeah. Because after his death, no, they man. had well, they had to deal with custody with this. Yeah. crazy mm-hmm. should we even say her name i want to do like some harry potter shit where you don't even say <laughs> her name because she's so fucking evil yeah and like was she canadian or american yeah. i don't want to give her a newfoundland fuck man she wanted to just be a normal ass fucking person i thought who, people from newfoundland were cool what happened she moved most of them are she moved to the states is that what fucked her up i guarantee it i, I think she was crazy before yeah, that she's from saint john's know. Yeah, she was There's crazy no before that. Yeah, I believe it. <laughs> I talked to rocks when I was three. <laughs> um, but then, like, at one point in the in the documentary, like, his dad just fucking just, you know, super, like, mild-tempered guy. Yeah. Seems, like, pretty quiet, pretty affable. Mm-hmm. Then he's like, if she was here, I'd fucking strangle her right now and, like, yeah. and kill her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he talks about how, you know, part of his plan was, you know what, I should probably wait till my wife takes a sleeping pill, yeah. goes to sleep for the night, Yeah, get up in the middle of the night, go kill her, mm-hmm. and then my wife has plausible di- deniability. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll go to jail, but whatever, the kid will be safe. I mean, if your plan is to include a self-sacrifice, like him going to jail, flawless plan. Yeah. I was I was really moved by his logic. Yeah. yeah but that's the engineer in him, really. Yeah. You got to get a good lawyer that back you up. And speaking of a good lawyer... Yeah, like, he also took a sleeping pill, but stayed up, so... Their Newfoundland lawyer was like so stereotypical from Newfoundland. It was it was amazing. There was a slight bit of humor that you're like, fuck yeah. She could like, talk just about like they love they love that boy. And you're like, <laughs> Jesus, you almost need subtitles. <laughs> um, it was awesome. Well, yeah, when and then when um David Bagby kind of lays out that plan that, you know, he thought about killing her in the middle of the night and mm-hmm. 
um, they like cut to a shot of uh, like their priest or like the guy whose church they went to. Yeah, and he just kind of shrugs and goes, nods and goes, yeah, yeah. makes I, sense. I see, Man, I see the logic behind it. That's so. so what a cool guy. Like, I I don't agree with most uh, religious people or or uh, yeah. pastors, preachers, whatever they are. Yeah. I think I I think I'd be okay with that guy. Also, you know that priest <laughs> has seen some shit where he's like, nah, nah, I get it. Yeah. Right. yeah. I thought you were gonna say that you don't really condone most murders, but this one, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, I, I would have. Oh. I would have fucking light her if they had taken her out to save the kid. Yeah. Too like Kim Jong Un style of just like with fucking artillery shells and like creative shit. So this documentary brought me to a weird. That place might be a little much. I'm my, sorry. My thinking about like not. Flatly, I guess, the value of people. I phrased this elsewhere like that, and I didn't feel good about it. But it definitely makes me question things like capital punishment. Oh, absolutely. There's a documentary series that I was being told about by a friend called The Innocent Man. I think that was what it was called. And uh, it's a little bit like Making a Murderer, that there was the small town. uh, A couple of people had been killed in brutal ways. Unfortunately, I'm pretty sure they were both women. And then the police force was coercing random people to give testimony to simply gain that conviction. Right. Turns out (laughs) there was a lot of shady dealing between um, the police and one of the guys uh, was like running drugs, I think for the police force. Like he was an informant. He was involved anyways with the police and it, it changed everything because that's an inside info. That's a piece of inside information that typically wouldn't have gotten out. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's obviously um, sh- shady for the police. But one of the what makes it terrible is that one of the guys was on trial. Not on trial. He was on the list. He was about five days away, if I recall correctly, from being killed due to the charges. But this one piece of information. I don't know if it was exactly the. Uh, the colluding with the police or the the dirty cop aspect of it. But five days, I think, before his execution, he there was new information about the trial. So they called it off and they re reopened the case. He was actually completely innocent. That information led to his exoneration. But he was five days away from being killed. And if somehow Shirley Turner's story, I guess that's the fucking bitch's name. Oh, man, Harry Potter, bro. Yeah, I don't normally call people bitches in a serious way either, but fuck that shit. That's yeah, yeah. you could use the scene next Tuesday on this one. <laughs> um, but if if it had have turned out a different way, like perhaps we would have had more dead people than we needed to. Yeah, but it it definitely made me question how I feel about people's lives in terms of punishment, at least. Yeah, it's it's a really really fine thread, and I I don't think it even exists, not literally. Um, not literally, especially, but not not literally in our figurative speech, in our theorizing about politics and the social human contract. It's it's a line that I think we create based on our perspective. That if I come to the conclusion that I think people are worth killing for what they do as crimes, well, I've made the line and I've chosen to stand on a side of it. But uh, I guess that's the that's the case with everything, really. Right, there is no real objective category 
uh, in terms of what people do to each other. Mm-hmm. We simply like it's all actions. There's no analysis behind it. Right. I think we we've just become accustomed to forming an analytical perception of the world. We're yeah. gonna keep talking until I hit the scientific <laughs> revolution. <laughs> but revolution. And yeah, murder's fucked, man. Like it's it's yeah. But like so, yeah. So she murdered someone. But like, does she deserve to die as well? Because what if she wasn't in her right mind? That's something that's talked about a lot. I think. But then, like, if you're like, okay, then you go away for a couple years, and then you get out. Like, you're not ever going to be in a situation where you're not in your right mind again, and then you kill a bunch of people. I mean, that I think deals more so. Well, that's exactly right. But I think that that is a part of the prison system's problems. Because going to prison is the punishment. Being punished in prison shouldn't really be there. It's well, that's why modern prisons are on a basis of rehabilitation. Yeah, I think premeditated murder is head and shoulders above. Like you know, it's way worse, right? Than it's true. If you walk into a convenience store and you're holding it up and you shoot the person, sure, that's fucking terrible. That's bad. But Mm -hmm. if we like were to plan something, yeah, yeah, but yeah, like buy a gun, like that thing we talked about last week. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> what were we talking about last week? Not nothing. I was trying to make a murder plot joke, but oh no, I see. You, yeah. Oh, I see. oh, I see. I put it out of my mind. Yeah. Oh, yeah, good. If you, Sweet man. You're if you go through accomplice. the steps, like you didn't own a gun before. Yeah. You bought a gun. Yeah. You went and got someone to teach you how to shoot a gun. Yeah. And then you shot someone. Yeah. Take, take that person out there. Yeah. yeah, that's a three. So, step like, what thing, are the best yeah. bullets to kill a, yeah, okay. a a human? Hypothetically, I'm just I'm just wondering. Mm. But yeah, so yeah, that is classed yeah. as way worse, but and, like that's the yeah, like fuck man. So there's an epilogue to this where um basically the director goes through and like um you know talks to kind of members of parliament uh to try and get uh, a new bill put in place uh-huh. um to to deny bail for uh for violent criminals. Totally. Mm-hmm. That totally makes sense. But <laughs> so the one senator basically that actually reaches back out to him says, you know what? I don't think we can do that. It'll, it'll have to be for anyone who's committed a violent crime that would maybe affect someone under the age of 18. What is wrong with that even though? No, but so that's the one that got passed. Oh, okay. Well, that's, but great. Any violent fucking crime, like that's ridiculous. But yeah, so, I mean, under the age of 18 makes sense, though, because the state kind of still does have authority over you, even if you are not with guardian or parent. Yeah. So if you're yeah, over the age of 18, like... But it's, it's not like like I could sh- shoot uh, Mitch and, hey, man. you know, just because I have a kid means uh, like Bale's not, which is fantastic. Oh, so it's not, in that it's, respect. It's not too. if you hurt someone under the age of 18. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. It's, it's if you being released could... Be detrimental, detrimental to someone in under your custody. Under I the see. Age of and uh, this was a particularly terrible case too, like the the case of Bagby and Turner, because yeah. there were fights to take Zachary away, sure. and yeah. there was a history of mental illness yeah. discovered in in trial. But it was disregarded essentially. Well, I don't know what else to yeah, say. Like, but how it literally you was disregard just that? thrown like, away. That's crazy. The fact that they kept pushing it off and pushing it off. Like, yeah. yeah. It started in February. Didn't start like I think uh like 
It was like yeah. the end of October. Yeah. Like, how does no judge or a higher authority have the power to step in and be like, this is what the fuck's going on here. Like, stop right. this shit. This is a waste of everyone's fucking money. Yeah. Well, I think it's this because shit over with. once you enter the system of working within the judicial system, yeah, you, you kind of have to play ball. Like, it's a fucking you are implicit train. to it. Yeah, it's a steam train. You're not going to stop <laughs> it. Fuck. I, and it's goddamn slow. I Everyone. think the, the law, uh, this under 18 thing needs to be put further. Anyone yeah. who's... Um, Accused of a premeditated yeah. murder, dude. Didn't that should should have bailed tonight? Didn't that guy that cut the kid's head off like isn't he out now? Uh, like yeah, the kid out west on the Greyhound bus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like what the fuck? He he spent well, he spent uh, five yeah. years in like a a mental. Yeah. Like, hey hey Tyler Tyler, place. we understand that you had a little episode on a Thursday. Yeah, cut this kid's head off, but like you promise you're not going to do this again, right? You're going to take your Tylenol threes. Yeah, and you're going to be cool, and you're like yeah. Holy fuck. Yeah. That's, that's just like, we're just rocking around with a goddamn live nuke and yeah. we're like, oh, don't bump into him. And, Shit might go down. And I, I'm fully aware and understand and appreciate the fact that, you know, sometimes people have psychotic breaks. Like, even that one, I don't think it was premeditated. No, but like, but there's no there's way a that, line. There's no way that guy should ever be let out yeah. again. Yeah. And yeah. And in one respect, too, like just trying to keep it human, what? productive work is he actually going to be able to yeah. perform not that yeah. we're in a meritocracy like you're only valuable if you're productive that's some fucking stalinistic shit but he works at a suicide <laughs> hotline fuck like on the other hand like that's he's a dangerous yeah. individual and that's we can't have monitors to yeah. follow around half of the population yeah like there there kind of does need to be a line yeah. drawn and eventually yeah like he has to have so many restrictions and shit and like yeah like what's like, the point you might as well keep him in jail yeah it's cheaper oh you're never allowed on a greyhound bus again like oh what the fuck <laughs> and and yeah. i think what makes this documentary even more just like crushing is andrew bagby seems like a really fucking great guy oh yeah man yeah, yeah he I mean, seemed like a good dude and obviously it's one of his best friends interviewing other friends. So like nobody's going to say, oh yeah, he was a gambling addict. He like, he, he loved to just punch random people, but I really don't think that no. you'd find it anyways, even imagine, if you went to imagine random there was people. like one <laughs> or like if you interviewed the interview, like the gas station clerk and he's like, oh, yeah. Andrew was always a fucking prick to me. Yeah. Like, I just don't think you'd find it. Yeah. I think that he was like, he was raised by good yeah. parents with that's why this is so affliction. powerful. And before yeah. before Christian and I started watching this, I was like, dude, this is going to be a documentary where, like, the story is so crazy powerful that, right. like, this shit could have been shot on, like, fucking 8 millimeter film and looked like dog shit. Yeah. But, like, what the story what? is, you're like, holy shit. And it was definitely shot with, like, a little handy cam yeah. or something. Well, that's what he said. Because the original purpose was to just show this kid, right? Yeah. He, yeah. he had a... a Handicap yeah. and a 16 millimeter. I think maybe, yeah. yeah. He does give a gear rundown yeah. as it all starts. Oh, okay. I don't I even that, but, know. Yeah. I think though that this was for the kid at first because that information was no. not around. This was to show so, yeah. the world oh, yeah. what Anthony True. or Andrew was. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So, yeah, he, he said it started out as a project just to, you know, kind of memorialize his friend, his yeah. best friend, mm -hmm. to friends and family, and then mm -hmm. kind of grew. So, kind of like. <sighs> We we're, were just talking before we started recording, like tickled, where like they set out mm. for a purpose and then it just kept Jesus. growing and yeah. growing and yeah. growing, right? That would be terrifying, though, as the the, the director, the actual filmographer, yeah. his friend, 
to be driving along in your vehicle. You've got a dash cam going and then you pull over for a sandwich and you get a phone call mm-hmm. because this was, yeah, 2003, I think, was when this all happened. I think 2001 was when he was murdered. Murdered, okay. Yeah, so there, yeah, there was technically cell phones. Not as popular, obviously, but just finding out in the middle of making this project. Like, I know he, he talks about his personal affliction with this afterwards, but mm-hmm. I I think that that's probably an indescribable yeah. position to be in. Oh, yeah. It's just... Because it is so out of the blue, too. It would be like getting in a car accident. Like, nobody sees that stuff coming. And like yeah. if you do, is, like, it's too late. This is just multiple car accidents. Because yeah. you're like, whoa, yeah. that happened. Oh, whoa. And then the holy shit. And then even thinking of, like, oh, man, the dude who made this documentary, like, he had interactions with this girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, he would have talked to her. He has stories. Like, yeah, he has yeah. a personal take in this. Yeah. And even everyone was always like, yeah, she always kind of made, like, crude comments. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, the footage of one of her sons after that was, like, interviewed. Mm-hmm. It was, like, a news thing or something, right? right. Yeah. Like, fuck. Um, That's fucking weird, man. Yeah, and, like, and you hate to say it, like, I I feel, like, kind of just growing in my stomach when I would say it. But, like, you know, it's amazing storytelling. Yeah. I mean, and I know all this bad shit had to happen for it to happen like that, but yeah. just watching it, you're like, yeah. fuck, man, I wish I was yeah. Andrew's friend. Yeah. And, like, there's so many people that he has interviewed mm-hmm. that, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, if, if something happened to me today, I don't know if you would find that many people to interview to say mm-hmm. nice shit about you. No, I wouldn't say Well, anything. and, you know, realistically, like, yeah. he was in a like a fairly small community and he was also a pivotal part of that community but even his parents like when his parents moved to newfoundland they like the people they interviewed were like oh they integrated in here so quickly also i just had a thought do you think this doc should be shown to like high school kids of just like warning about like relationships and like giving people chances and how insanely bad things can go that thought had yeah. crossed my mind as we were watching that. that oh, this yeah. is a great PSA for abstinence. For, not even abstinence, just like, hey, watch who you're hanging around because well, people are crazy. His one residency colleague, like when Andrew called him that morning and said, yeah. hey, you'll never guess who showed up at my door at 4, 5.30 in the morning. Yeah. He's like, do not yeah. meet her like yeah. in private. Uh, just one do more time. Not. Just in this park at night. It'll and, be cool. And, Nothing yeah, bad's going to happen. And he said, Andrew said to him, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah. Well, the worst that could happen yeah. could happen. Yeah, you'd be kicking yourself after yeah. the Yeah. Like that's that's one part that really shocked me. Like there were moments in this documentary during the storytelling where they they drop huge pieces of information that mm-hmm. fundamentally do a little heel pivot and they change the direction of the story. Mm-hmm. That was one of them yeah. when he had talked about the breakup of him buying her a plane ticket. They had dinner at the restaurant at the airport, and then yeah. he put her on a plane to go back to Newfoundland. No, Iowa. Iowa. Yeah. And so, like, 1,300 yeah. miles away. Yeah. And then she shows back up at his door yeah, that, 16 hours later. That time, yeah, <laughs> that story that Tyler said at 3 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, and well, then that's what I'm saying. <sighs> yeah. Like, that's, that part was one of the strangest turns, like, for me. Yeah, as, sure. As, like, trying to relate to Andrew. Because well, that, that's have... true crazy. Yeah, but it's yeah. just nuts that, yeah. like... We use that word way too yeah. much, but that's crazy. When, yeah. like, he hears the knock and then, like, goes to the door and looks in the peephole and sees her, that he doesn't have the wherewithal to just, like, step back and, like, take a breath and then just call 911. 
Yeah, like I'd be afraid just of screaming like, and like giving myself up. Like, <laughs> like I didn't, and then just like fuck. I got to do this. Yeah. Like I've never been in a relationship where someone has been that I don't know. Like, well, crazy again. <laughs> we we have to call it what it is crazy. Where someone like you're afraid of someone, like mm-hmm. someone yeah. just will not go away. I I've never had yeah. so like yeah. It's oh, uh, fuck. I I don't know what like how to react during that. It's it's not fun. No, it's intense. I Tell us your story. I don't really want to. Okay, well, but, I was seeing a chick once that uh, would continually come back after we had separated. She was living here, and we moved her out, and she left. And then just I would randomly come home, and she would be sitting in the parking lot. So then we would chit chat and hang out. And then sometimes I'd be just here and knock on the door, and she would just show up because she just felt like like she was just thinking. And then she drove over and. Just wanted to to talk, to just be here, to yeah. just be at the door at least. Damn, and, I didn't uh, know you were that cool of a guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I live alone. So, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> but yeah, like, man, like, yeah, it, and that's the thing. You you just want to like reach into the screen, and be like, dude, yeah. no, don't, ah, stop. That's why you pay taxes for the police, man. Yeah, you just to- call them. Yeah, they'll show up, bro. And, and like, and. The friend that told him don't don't meet her in private, like yeah, man, you have to live like that. Like, if I had have just uh, said like, really, do not meet her in public. Mm. I mean, like, what are you gonna do though? Because no, like, I yeah. tell you guys not to drink Monster, and well, I I'm not gonna like follow you around and like sure garner hey, your wages. But, no, but like, it's just oh. an example. But obviously, oh, okay, Whew, you hurt my heart. That, yeah, Chris. I don't care about yeah. you. So whatever. That friend was <laughs> my heart was, hurts now. <laughs> That friend was worried and en- uh, enough to yeah. say that to him, yeah. and, and it was on his mind. Yeah, yeah. So. And does he not look like he was like a little bit in the sauce though, or like on some pills or something? Yeah, I thought he was I mean, pilling. He looked rather comfortable in that lazy boy. I mean, I, I I'm gonna admit, okay, if I had to live with like thinking <laughs> I could have said more, yeah, okay, on a day that's like, and I'm a doctor. Fri- yeah. One of my friends got killed, yeah. and I warned him, but. Did I warn him enough? Did I try to make it clear enough okay. that you're shooting really up shoot? fentanyl? I get it. Okay, cool, yeah, man. That, All right, that, that that would fuck you up psychologically. I think. Yeah, yeah it definitely would. Yeah, yeah. especially but, of like, oh, I could have prevented this and maybe this. Imagine maybe if he was a psychiatrist. Guy. Well, that's like like <sighs> he would have just been like, I actually we can guarantee he was bullet. not because he was alive for this interview. So yeah. um, I, ate, I ate a bullet <laughs> using like the. You know what Christian just said about like telling us not to drink energy. Man, drinks. we need to stop talking shit about Coca Cola. They're a great corporation <laughs> and they've done nothing wrong to society. Um, but like if Mitch said, yeah, you know what, I'm gonna go walk down the middle of the train track. I'm like, no, dude, that's a really bad idea. <laughs> and then he did walk down the train tracks and got hit by a train. I'd be like, Holy hey, but fuck. I, but like, yo, hold up. If I did it with like not having headphones on that's my own fault because i grew up by train tracks and you can hear no, dude, and feel a train coming that's not it at all. so like so I fuck think there's, that there's a lot here that but yeah um, we're leaving out and especially if no one's ever seen this so at yeah. that time andrew was uh in the middle of a residency at a new hospital right in a ward that he was not super comfortable with I think he was starting surgery. It was no, in Syracuse, no. right? Or Rochester? No, so he or was doing his residency of surgery in, uh, Ro- uh, yeah, Rochester. Yeah. Hated it. 
uh, and then moved to uh, Latrobe, Pennsylvania, and at the Family Medicine, and loved it. Oh yes, so okay. Is, and that's when you, yeah, he wanted to have a practice, like a that, family practice. Yeah, that's when he kind of sent her off for the yeah. last final time. When he moved to Latrobe, yeah, and and was well. So that's that's kind of important. Um, so as he's leaving his prior residency for the surgery, because I'm I'm pretty sure that that was how that went. No, he left surgery to come to the. That's what I'm saying. Like oh, as he's leaving the surgery residency, um, they mentioned that that's a terrible time for him. He did not enjoy it. It was too fast-paced. It was not mm-hmm. what he was looking for. There was no person interaction. Because mm-hmm. a lot of this, um, his friends said like he loves to talk to people, to yeah. try to work them through. And there's a lot of clips of him doing just right. that. Mm-hmm. So at that point, he was professionally unhappy and... He had been doing this residency, but he had been doing it alongside yeah. Shirley. Or what's her name? Shirley? No, she wasn't in Turner. She wasn't in Rochester. No, she oh. no, she wasn't. Um, that's true because he met her in Latrobe. No, he, no, met, he her met her in, in, Newfoundland. in Newfoundland when he was in university. Oh, for school, right? And yeah. So, so then he moved to. So to she New York. was in university when she was like forty something. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because she said that she was having oh. a tough time getting her. Uh, her degree or her papers. They think I'm crazy. Yeah, they don't give me (laughs) that medical license for some reason. I got six kids and I don't know where they are. Yeah, so um, they make make a point to say that he wasn't in a good place emotionally. He was feeling very lonely because he had been seeing someone and then they split. And this residency was really kind of shitting on him, so... He was in an emotionally vulnerable place, and he I think he was just a little bit desperate because he but went I mean, from being in a regular relationship. Which he also kind of... He was with her before he went to, to New York, though, and started his surgery residency. And people did mention right. in the doc that and he always kind of... Yeah. And then he was in residency. Yeah, so, like, then, double whammy, he doesn't yeah. have a girlfriend, and his job sucks. So he was seeing Ms. Turner for probably Dang. fairly desperate reasons and i'm sure any other version or era of andrew would have said i probably wouldn't be with this person for any other reason so like she gave up what i was trying to say he was with her before he was unhappy in his job though surely yeah he was with her in newfoundland yeah right i guess that 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 still fits it jives because he had well he wasn't (laughs) with her when he was with his first fiance no but so they they split. Yeah. He was with Shirley. Then he moved to, to and then New York. He, and then he moved to, to New York. Yeah. yeah. Started yeah. his surgery um, residency, which was yeah. terrible. But his mom said like he had found his his uh, Eden yeah. basically in Latrobe. Like he was super happy there. Like oh, so she was fucking right. Eve, bro. Oh, so like yeah, this yeah. was all kind of culminating into that his psychological state um, with. Shirley and the residency and the stress had, well, it had cemented itself as an era of experience for him right. with Shirley. And then when she shows back up at his door, well, he puts her on a fucking plane. He buys her a ticket. Yeah. You don't yeah. do that if you're kind of half over this chick. Like you, you do that to someone that you want them to go away. Right. You're willing to spend a thousand dollars to put them on a fucking plane That's and fucking get them wild. out of here. Yeah. Maybe I'm just biased because. Canadian domestic flights are so expensive, but that's a level of commitment. No, for sure. No, I, I don't agree. think we can all uh, understand. On, um, <laughs> what? And that's what his friend uh, Sleds. Exactly. says. Yeah. Like says, you know, you don't put someone on a plane and have them show back up and it's okay. Like that's, yeah. 
Yeah. That's not right. No, exactly. So when she shows back up, he's in, um, well, I guess physician mode because he broke up with her. It was done on his half of yeah. the fence. Man. His grass was green and he was good to go. He was a pro again. He was coming back. So when she shows up at his door, I think from his perspective, she shows up as a patient with history. She doesn't show up as an ex. Right. I don't think he's super proud of that because he... He doesn't do that kind of stuff. That's not the Andrew yeah. all of these people well, and that's, obviously say they that's know. That's what they said. See, he wasn't a son of a bitch, and he needed to be a son of a bitch at yeah, that point. E yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I really think that just Man. he tried to talk to her. I think yeah. he was in a place where he thought he was able to control the situation, and it, yeah. it didn't happen, and he tried. He was too, he was too nice. Yeah. You uh, think I, he could I agree create a service for people? Like Andrew, that like he could just hire you for like a month or two, or he just hangs out with you, and if this chick comes around, you're yeah, like the person to be like, get the fuck away, bitch. I think they have those services. It's called security. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Totally. All right. Um, I'll but, go back to not talking. <laughs> that was a good idea, though. But all right, I was sleeping to yeah. be honest. <laughs> like, yeah, and and I think you, Christian, got it right. He he was just too nice of a guy. He didn't want yeah. to just be like. Bitch, get out of my face. <laughs> like, yeah. Also, because well, she has she has a life, and now yeah. she's going to be alone. And I think he just doesn't like to think about those sorts yeah. of situations. He's obviously a really caring person. How many right. people do you think have watched this that, like, it just weirdly concretes their image that, like, women suck? Of, like, a middle-aged dude who's, like, gone through a divorce and gone through some fucked up shit. <laughs> and then he watches <laughs> this, and he's just like, I hate women. I think there's definitely like, a possibility. Whew. I was thinking about sort of the inverse of that, though, that this proves, the, like, the reason this is so impactful, possibly, and a little bit rare and unique and worthwhile is because, traditionally, yeah. these roles are reversed. Yeah, where absolutely. There's, there's a, a loving relationship, well, kind of, and <laughs> not really. It appears to be, yeah. but there's some deceit and uh, mischievousness and malevolence happening all at the same time. The breakup happens, but the guy kind of can't handle it. Right. And he, yeah. he goes off the rails and... Pop, pop, goes postal. Kills. But yeah. that doesn't matter, really happen matter, the other way around. Matter, it's just, it's far less likely. Obviously it does, but it's just less, less common. Sure. So this kind of proves the rule, for me at least, the fact that it's so impactful and unique is that most women are not crazy. And <laughs> they don't deserve the title of being like, oh, that my crazy ex-girlfriend yeah. would be like, you're still alive, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. She's not that crazy. Well, yeah. and that's, and that's check what, out what this girl did. Yeah. Shirley Turner's a crazy fucking ex-girlfriend. Hey, Harry Potter. Harry and Potter. This, this Harry Potter proves the rule yeah. because Andrew is a, a fantastically yeah. warm-hearted person. It yeah, seems. and like even his family. And, and like, you're like, wow, what well, a warm guy. You're not just like, fuck. oh, he's a pretty normal guy. What's uh. special about Andrew? Be like, well, the fact is that he's super warm-hearted yeah. and kind. Be like, that's because most men are pieces of shit. Probably would have saved a lot of people's lives. Well, and that's it. David Begby, uh, his dad. Um, um, I don't even know what, what I was going where I was going with that now, but like, he said something. Um, yeah, I lost it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> had a nice rack. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what Andrew saw in yeah. it besides the tits. Yeah, forty something, but they hung nice. <laughs> Let me oh tell God. you, hey, Dabby, tell so. him. Yeah. Uh, anyway, speaking of David, there's one part in this that in the editing I thought was really spectacular. The whole time, I I went into this initially. I guess my my thoughts about this initially were that this was essentially a visual and audio memoir for right. Zachary. Mm -hmm. Turns out 
that's not going to be the case. Um, obviously, because Zachary dies. Oh, but what? Uh, I know. Yeah, Mitch, Mitch and I were watching this, and I it was even after um, Shirley had killed Zachary. And I looked over to him. I was like, man, when and how do you think Zachary's going to watch this movie? <laughs> he just My response was silence because I thought he made some shitty joke. And, and then I threw my hand to my yeah. forehead. I was like, oh, my God. Right. He's not. <laughs> there's there's no time oh. where he's going to watch this movie. So. Nobody could but, swim. And, like, going back terrible. to, obviously, I, I said, you know, it's great storytelling. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, and again, yeah, all this bad shit has to happen yeah. in order to have this story. Mm-hmm. But to turn around and end it with it being not a letter to to Zachary, but a letter mm-hmm. to Andrew's parents, mm-hmm. like that was just like the biggest gut punch. Like, yeah, and then kind of cutting people's clips like about uh, yeah, Kate yeah. and David, and they seem like the like the yeah. most fantastic parents. Mm-hmm. You think when people come over to their house, you're like, hey, you want to watch our family film? <laughs> you guys got home movies? Yeah. Do you guys do that? Be like, want to get depressed for well, two hours? Well, we've got one home yeah. movie. I don't know if you'll like yeah. it though. <laughs> and you, were you watching the news? What happened all to Dr. Bagby? Like, ah, let me t- let me throw a film on and I'll get you up to speed here. <laughs> yeah, where, where, where's your kid? I yeah. see all these pictures. He and went swimming and never came back. Oh God! What do you guys? And yeah, the and when they're describing like the grandmom's describing how the authorities found the bodies yeah yeah you're like wow that yeah. lady sees that shit when she closes her eyes mm-hmm. like holy yeah. fuck i was thinking about that that's fucking dark man like just those small towns st john's police are like i not even oh yeah uh, i think they died on uh conception bay yes just outside of st john and uh is this St. John or St. John's? John's. It's St. John's. I always get the two mixed up. Me too. I can't remember. I was the only one in like New Brunswick. New Brunswick. I think it's St. John, New Brunswick. St. John's, St. John, Nova Scotia. Fuck Canada, man. Known for creativity. <laughs> but those small town cops, like they don't, they don't have this kind of lifestyle. Like they don't. Yeah, even, there's probably some of them are retired after that case. They're like, I'm I would out. like to think so. Like I'm like, holy fuck, advocating for their uh, release ahead of time. Yeah, because that that would be yeah. really tough. Hey, dude, don't go into work on Tuesday. There's gonna be some <laughs> shit. Like I know you're just used to working on like petty theft at the convenience store. Yeah, and like if you wanna go to the beach anytime yeah. soon, do it before Sunday. You guys pick up the local drunk, but. This is some other shit. Yeah, I I feel terrible Satan for them. I was thinking that has come to town. But uh, there was one part though that involved David Bagby, the Andrews dad, where this this whole editing project um, felt very impersonal. And if I were uh, a thirteen or sixteen or nineteen year old kid, and this was my family, like that was me. Mm-hmm. This was the story of my conception. Well, maybe not that actual moment. But I wouldn't want to be told it like this. It seemed really brusque and angry. Yeah. There was a lot of just uh, passive aggression in there, which yeah. I understand now. But prior to finishing the movie, it was very confusing. I was a little bit um, disdainful towards the director and the editor because I knew it was the same guy. I was I was disdainful towards its creator because I don't respect that kind of storytelling with a sensitive subject towards a young person. Because that's his mother. As much as she might be a terrible, terrible person, she is a part of his life, I think, just genetically. And I don't think that there's too many people who would completely deny the existence of their mother 
even if she did something as heinous as murder your father, like you, you've got to try to understand why that happens as the son or as the daughter. Otherwise, you're never going to get over it because you'll have this lump of unquestioning yeah. doubt and hate and anger because you haven't dealt with it, literally. Like, I think it's as easy as that. It's not as easy as that, but in on words, right. it is. That would be something to like interesting to look into if the director tried to get any interviews from uh, Shirley Turner's family or like anyone that had interactions with her. Yeah, I don't well, know that I would want to. I don't. I, I I think even from his perspective, like how he talks and yeah, had put this thing together. I don't think he cares. No, no, it, he definitely doesn't. But it would then, be like, nice to if, know, though. Yeah, and and that was just thinking of like what it finally became. But then you're not yeah. gonna be like, oh True. hey, remember your friend Shirley and she killed herself and her baby and my best friend. You want to talk about her? Mm -hmm. So yeah. yeah, that's weird. But like in the mix of it, I, yeah, yeah, I'd I yeah, I'd like to maybe know. hear more about how she was. But yeah, at school in Newfoundland. Uh, yeah, like she, you said though, of like when that kid's shown that film and he's fourteen, he's gonna be like, yeah, you guys have told me my whole life my mom was an asshole, <laughs> and then you just showed me a two-hour film you where made a feature-length film yeah. about it. You fucking dicks. Oh wow, I still yeah. How am I supposed to be yeah. okay with this? And, and I don't think it was supposed to be. Like that and no, no yeah. yeah no until uh, yeah of course obviously yeah until, yeah yeah um, but yeah there's just so many perhaps because we don't know so how the editing went maybe he had turns. done a lot of voiceovers so, I think it's in the epilogue like he says that after Shirley and uh, and um, Zachary What's his name there yeah. Zachary, <laughs> Zachary. Uh, died I thought um, that was his last name I thought he, was his first he said name. he put the the film away and didn't yeah. want to do anything else with it yeah. And then um, David and Kate started talking about like uh, bail reform and stuff like that. Oh, and that's right. when he kind of picked it back up and mm -hmm. right. um, he probably thought that he could at least do document like the the savior yeah. half well, of their story. Which he, like, what a strong he, family! Like, how were they not just like uh, North America can go fuck itself? Yeah. We're going yeah. back to England or like we're going somewhere. Yeah. Well, and he says he was he kind of started doing it again as kind of an. Because he knew David was writing the book uh, "Devil uh, or Dance with the Devil," so he kind of yep. he he only had two months, I think, uh, until the book's release. Release when he started picking it back up. Jesus, Holy crap. and, and okay. filmed some more stuff like when they were That's a fucking Putin opening book. the investigation um, findings. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think he said he had two months to finish it, uh, so it could be like an accompanying um, piece to it okay. to try and help get their end uh, goal yeah. of, of that, bail it's, yeah. yeah, it's such a valuable body of information. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, and then, yeah, just kind of start shopping it around to different uh, film festivals and stuff like that. But like you said earlier, of like, that's crazy that there was friction in like, oh yeah, let's keep violent criminals. Yeah. Like they don't get bail. What? And they're like, oh, well, hold up a second. Yeah. And they're like, what the fuck? What? Who are we defending? And yeah, and like those people that are saying like, hold up. <clears throat> like, why are you saying hold up? Well, in like, the what fact, the fuck do you have in this? So mm -hmm. they, they explained in the movie that, you know, the first time she was let out on bail, it was 75000 65000 of that was put up by her psychologist. Yeah. Um, Can you legally do that? Yeah, I suppose. Well, I mean, well, it I mean, how the fuck do you pitch that? Like, he, hey, I'm crazy. By the way, I need sixty five grand. He was charged. Oh. Well, I'm I'm assuming they never get into it, but I'm assuming there was like kind of a fucked up relationship there between Shirley and her her doctor, Doctor Jusset, I think. Yeah, but so I mean, he was charged. 
criminally. Yes. Yeah, he was. He was uh, investigated as yeah. well. Uh, okay, um, so but he. Uh, there, there wasn't a, a penny of that that had to be paid. So it, like, what? they could have set bail at twenty million dollars. Yeah, what's the point? It, it doesn't mean anything. That's it, stupid. That's just a fucking number. So like, if we do something, yeah. we can get a bail that doesn't. We don't have to pay it. So basically, what he's doing is he's signing a piece of paper that says, "Okay, if she skips bail, you owe us sixty five thousand dollars." But uh, oh, yeah, I didn't understand that Whoa. until just yeah. now. I think what so. The when Shirley's fuck? bail was posted at seventy five, he comes in and fronts. 65 of it but he doesn't actually have to show okay here's 60 it's not a cash cash. okay it's not cash on site you just sign and say (sighs) so so basically he's just putting his name on it i guess he's a doctor though he sucks a main dick i'll front 65 grand (laughs) that's what bail bondsman like in this i don't think canada has bail bail bonds yeah that seems like the bounty hunter like that's what they are so um so say someone skips bail so whoever posted that bail comes to you and hires you. So you're the bounty hunter and says, okay, uh, the bail for this is like 85,000. I'll pay you like 50,000 to catch this person. Dude, let's become right. bounty hunters. Bring it back so I get my, my money back. Then I'm going to pay you. Can we wear right. Boba Fett mask? Okay. Wouldn't that I be tight? Was, uh, I was not thinking about that quite the right way. So essentially, That's fucked. this bail is being... Put on credit. I mean, like yeah, so, essentially, essentially, yeah, yeah, socially, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of fair because if you don't have someone to sign that bail for you, you may have to go out and organize your own funding. You can't do that from jail. Yeah. So I don't think you can sign your own yeah, but ne- bail uh, release, but yeah, you can't no. bond it to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Unless, so, you, unless, have, you, unless you have the Unless the you yourself have money, yeah. right. Yeah, but then you could just oh. do whatever crime you wanted and never go to jail. Hmm, what the fuck? Well, Wait, are you like, saying that rich people are above <laughs> the that's system? Why, like, they, that's like, crazy, man. Yeah, some celebrity or, or businessman, like they put the bail at a, a million dollars bail. Yeah. They're like, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. They get out until their trial. Yeah, send yeah. me the fucking bill in a month yeah. or in six yeah. months. Yeah. Then I'll default on it. But it's crazy that this chick wasn't like a celebrity or like, how the fuck did she have so much power? It just manipulated the system. No, it was a doctor. No, it's like surely of like all the shit. Well, like everything. Well, it's just afterwards? Afterwards? because yeah. like everything just kept getting delayed and yeah, terrible fucking judges. Yeah. And, and the crown prosecutor who didn't argue that, you know, Hey, maybe we shouldn't let this person out. Yeah. True. Like she's Coco for Cocoa Puffs. Like, that dude should never have been a crown prosecutor. Like, yeah, yeah. If That's you're not, not fighting good, uh, tooth and nail, like, and I understand that we should you know, see his like history of like yeah. cases that he was like, nah, I don't know, whatever. It's That'd always like presumption <laughs> of innocence until proven guilty. But as a crown prosecutor, you have to yeah. say, hey, you know, in the best interest of of the community, who pays me, she should not be out. Yeah, clearly she she yeah. she planned a murder. Yeah. <laughs> she was like in the And has a history of being crazy, like any of the exes that she they, they, they didn't know that at the time. Oh, to yeah, be that's fair. True. Okay. But I mean you could But still, like a good you, lawyer paints that picture. Yeah. Like, yeah. This bitch but, is nuts. I mean one one attempt is the beginning of a pattern. Sure. Yeah. No, it was just one guy she killed. And didn't they even <laughs> say that like it was just a one like the person that she killed, she did it, so she's not gonna kill anyone else? Yeah, it was a special, it was yeah. a specific yeah, yeah, crime. Yeah, it was a specific event. Yeah, I think the yeah, I yeah, I agree That's with so David Bagby on that one. That I don't think that there's uh, a specificity uh, 
No way. <laughs> category yeah. or condition towards murder. Because yeah, that's ridiculous. That's like, oh, I went to Tim Hortons and they like my coffee was too hot, so I just shut up the place. So yeah, it doesn't happen unless it's special. What yeah, if, like what the fuck? What if Andrew Bagby had have brought a friend with him? Oh, would she have shot the friend too? Man, probably. And they killed like, her. And she was that mad. Oh. Like she probably would have. Like yeah, imagine. Either it would have happened or it wouldn't have yeah. at yeah. all happened. I don't oh, think she Jesus would have shot Christ. just Andrew. Still no. She but, wouldn't have shot anybody. But like, it, she was mad enough at Andrew. Like, if he was standing in a crowd, she probably would have tried to shoot him, shooting into a crowd. Jesus, imagine. Yeah. She just post up somewhere and like, ah, da, 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 da. with a little like, twenty-two. Yeah. Pop, 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 pop. But, so like, just, get back here. That's just saying like, their their argument of the specific nature of it is fucking. Yeah, that's just yeah, crazy it's lawyer bullshit. It's like what you said earlier of like, how the fuck did you sleep? Yeah. And then like, you come up with that. You're like. Oh, we're going to run with this defense. Yeah. I You're mean, good. You're like, holy I, fuck. I've heard of people dreaming solutions to problems before, and they really have turned out. So, fuck. Could you imagine waking up in the middle yeah. of the night? You're like, I know what I'm going to be for Halloween. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to be a shitty yeah. judge. Yeah. Like, like and, husband, husband, I think I'm pretty sure I can get this person off that husband, killed husband. someone. And they're like, well, oh, that's cool. Have goat fun. manslave. Goat manslave. <laughs> I have the solution. And Wake like, up, boy. <laughs> the way that... Uh, um, Kate Bagby was saying, like, the judge was just kind of fawning over her. Yeah, that's like, true, too. That was a strange... Yeah, how is that this. not, like, a conflict of interest? Or how is there not, like, a higher power that is looking over this? Yeah, that is like, like, hey, the, hey, hey. The, uh, what is that keep called? Keep your dick in your robe there, judgy. It, it kind of made me feel sick when he kept calling... Or she kept calling her Dr. Turner. Like... Yeah. yeah. She's no, not a doctor, first of all. No. Yeah. And, you can and, do that? And, like, stop... Yeah, and stop... Dr. Seuss. Putting this fucking person on a pedestal. Mm -hmm. Like... Yeah. Man, again, we don't know her skills in the bedroom. This, From this documentary, she must have been, like, Olympic level. Because mm -hmm. well, any male interaction this girl had, they were like, what do, what do you need? Well, I got you. No, like, that, that, was a female, that was a female judge, though. She's that yeah, good, dude. I mean, yeah. She's that good. She's crazy enough yeah. to kill someone. She'll fuck someone of the same sex. It doesn't yeah. matter. You put that robe on, judgy. We'll get freaky. I got this orange suit. What's up? Yeah. Like, yeah, we're just in Newfoundland. So many, so much shit. Just it's like the role playing opportunities just yeah. fell into their laps. So much Around shit just went wrong with this case. Nice touch clams. <laughs> oh my god! Good oceanic reference. Thanks, dude. That was thanks, a maritime man. joke That's for great. Thanks, thanks. Fuck yeah. yeah. So, anyways, that was all building up uh, to the editing um, feat. That uh, what was the director's name again? Kurt. Kurt. Uh, and I'm gonna butcher the last name, but. Kuhn or Quen. Quen. Kurt Quen. Kurt Quen. Q U E N N E. Kurt Keen, perhaps Keen. even. Keen's mustard. Yeah. Mr. Mustard. Um, he had Keen, Mr. Mustard. Uh, done some editing when uh, Andrew's dad was telling this story about finding out that Zachary was dead. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that Shirley had also killed herself. Um, yeah. There was like a, an inception, Christopher Nolan style rumble. That just began. Yeah. And it didn't stop until the screen actually was filtered red and <clears throat> the sound was like popping and he was screaming. David was screaming yeah. into the mic and he was like, that fucking bitch. And it just, yeah. but editing wise, oh. like that's when I realized that this was maybe like right on the verge of not being a documentary actually anymore because. This, like, the facts are the facts. They are what they are. But this kind of wasn't about the murder 
or the murders or the suicide or the custody battle or anything really. It was about the experiences of the people mm-hmm. who were involved. Yeah. And like directly, I don't know that their content, uh, like the literal content that the story is made of brings out why this documentary exists in the first place and it's the connections between people. But yeah. I know that that is what documentaries are fundamentally. It's people's relationship with nature. But I, I beg to differ that there's also documentaries that literally document natural processes like the birth of a flower or trees uh, falling over in the woods. Do they really make sound like that kind of shit? Like that's is that a documentary? Yeah. Uh, well, was the great redwoods. Oh, yeah. From 20 weeks ago. We also didn't never heard a tree fall, eh? No, I don't Fuck. think they were conclusive on that one. I will talk to Mary. I stand out like one day a week in the woods and just see if I hear one. See, that's the flaw in the measurement. Haven't heard one yet. I no. guess they don't no, fall on weird. Tuesdays. Oh, you keep using the same day, of course. Trees, no, man. man I got shit to do, bro. Um, okay, fair enough. Yeah, but like, well, yeah. But so. talking about the editing, and like, <laughs> just before that happens, they talk to... Uh, their lawyer and she says like oh let me tell you when when i gave them that news there's something i've never seen before and then like i imagine she's talking about like just him just like us yeah switch flipping in him and just rage right or just like just dying inside Um, there's so many things that i break i don't think i could control myself for sure like losing losing a son would be horrendous unimaginable Especially to a, a blameworthy crime, because this is something I have I've talked about with some friends too. That it wasn't, it wasn't like a natural disaster or some kind of biological illness or ailment. Like this was a person acting on another person mm-hmm. as a responsible individual agent of their reason and biology and their structure yeah. as a person. They made it hurt someone else. Mm-hmm for reasons that did not have to happen. Right. Yeah. If if you get AIDS or some shit from living your lifestyle, I mean, it just kind of cropped up. Maybe AIDS wasn't a good idea because you could definitely give someone AIDS. But if something like leukemia or MS, like these are things that you can't blame anyone for. And it's it's not something that you, I think, typically get angry about. And people around you and in your life who this affects. I don't think they get angry either. I think they go straight to sad. And I don't, I don't think that that's the case when it's a murder. No, I right. think when it's a murder like this or yeah. a murder really in any case, you go straight to anger. You're sad for like a split second. And then especially something yeah. like this is you're like, Oh, he's, this happened. I'm like, who do we get? Like what happened? And like, Oh, that person's dead too. I'm like, yeah. Oh fuck. Yeah. yeah. Can we and like go stab her body or something? Like I gotta get released something. Yeah. It makes me question too, like what's what's worse? Like living in prison without the ability to experience life as I knew it or dying? Because now if you die, you don't get to do any of that anyways. But if you're mm-hmm. alive, you also don't get to do any of it anyways. But there's a small chance you could find moments of time to enjoy just your thinking that things that you thought, like you could literally think a joke. Right and then laugh in your prison cell yeah. whether it's a lucid laugh and you are actually on top of yourself and you under like you are conscious you're you're intelligent eh, that's up for debate but you get to laugh but if you kill yourself yeah, man. Eh, it seems like it's worse 
but yeah. somehow people choose it nonetheless. But that, that would like, just be fucked up, though. That like, makes me think that living is somehow worse, actually. If she survived and then, like, is in prison and then has a moment of, like, laughter or of, like, being happy, <laughs> I would be like, you don't deserve that, you no. evil bitch. Imagine sitting in the chair at the end of the hallway. Oh, God. Like a cattle prog. Like, style. just start laughing, bitch. <laughs> Well, and you just hear this like cackle once yeah. a night, and you're yeah. like, "Oh my god!" That's oh cool. shit! I didn't know the Joker was a female. That's cool. That's, that's Turner a, that's laughing a, herself so, yeah. to sleep. So <laughs> the the one good thing that came out of this documentary, so uh, the university in Newfoundland that uh, Andrew went to, mm -hmm. they've created two uh, um, like a scholarship anniversary, or yeah. the the place he was uh, in Latrobe, Pennsylvania, created a scholarship. Yep. And um, the university created a bursary in him and Zachary's mm -hmm. name. Mm -hmm. And all the profits from this film mm -hmm. go to those. Oh, that's cool. So, I, I mean, that's awesome. So, the director didn't like do this and, and make a profit off Ooh. it mm -hmm. or make money this off This is definitely something where, like, imagine shopping this around yeah. of just like, I want to make money off of this. Like, that is some sick shit. Well, I mean, after it was. Um, uh, I, well, I maybe shouldn't say after, but um, this was attempted to be shown at the Toronto International Film Festival. Oh, it wasn't? It was It was attempted to be, but it was he, rejected. He submitted it. Uh, it was rejected. The same with uh, Sundance. It was also rejected there. Yeah. Hey, man, but, this is uh, way too sad. Tyler was telling me about another one where it was accepted. Slam dance. Yeah. And then it was oh. shown at like South by Southwest. Hot dogs. Hot dogs in Toronto. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, all kinds of... Uh, um, once it kind of picked up steam, yeah. Um, so and then the epilogue, um, like when they're trying to uh, get bail reform in Canada, mm -hmm. uh, he sends out four hundred and thirteen copies to uh, like all the MPs, mm -hmm. and like or no, they they sent out um, invitations to all the MP offices, uh -huh. and only three MPs showed up, and then a bunch of other staff. Oh yeah, okay. Um, which is crazy. Like, you know, if you have something this serious. Yeah. Like, that's what, you know, MPs are supposed to be working for us. Like, I know these guys weren't Canadian citizens, but they're trying to do something to affect Canadian citizens. Yeah. Like, as an MP, go watch a fucking movie if you're invited to. Um, yeah. In the name of... Uh, of law reform especially that job you think you would want all perspectives all and, the time coming at you it's not mm. like you know like mps uh when parliament's in session live in Tro yeah. in ottawa so it's not like yeah. they rent a theater in toronto and they all had to drive yeah mm. they rented a fucking theater right outside parliament yeah. eh, it's too far man and and literally only three mps showed up it's too far wow yeah. that's a shame i i have to so admit fucked. though that uh sorry i uh, if if someone were to send me a movie and my job was to write laws, how often really does that so they didn't happen? They sent them an invitation, they explained okay, it, yeah. But like to, one of the staffers, oh, right? They went to the theater, what the yeah. Fuck? So the, they and the staffers would know they sent for them sure. an invitation, and it was uh, what the fuck? a uh, like a a letter like explaining like a synopsis you know, everything of it that happened and. Yeah. What uh, what they're trying to do? So they knew it was about like law reform, um, which yet, is even crazier that they're like, nah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like realistically, does it make them money? 
like to reform this law, would it make them money? Is it actually worth their time literally to investigate this problem for the people? Damn, you need I would be, say, well, no, you need literally. You a politician, bro. No, it's not valuable, but that's if you're a bad politician because you're not a politician if you don't work for the people. That's kind of the definition. So I would say that if you if you actually care and you did your job as a real politician, right. you would watch the movie. Sure. Or yeah. you might not even have to. You'd be like, yeah, of course. That like logically, I can see how that doesn't make sense. I'm going to yeah. fight for this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. Well, I'm on your guys' side. But if it doesn't like, make you any money, yeah. it's literally not worth my time. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I was like, that's crazy that people would be like, nah, I don't want to yeah. do that. The senator, yeah. Tommy Banks, like he, him and a lobbyist, and then there was another MP. I forget his name. I mean, um, there's, kind of champion this, and uh, uh, it was Tommy Banks. I said, "You're going to make me 413 copies, and I'm going to make sure every MP gets a copy of it." Yeah, Tommy. Yeah. Um, so. Stupid question. There's lobbyists in Canada. Yeah. Oh, cool. Not quite to the same extent as the the states, I don't think. But yeah, yeah there's they're definitely not lobbyists. As free range. I think it's far more uh, recorded as well. Yeah. Like uh, interactions with our political affiliates are more tightly monitored. Yeah. There's no like, nah, we were in the same building, but we weren't talking. Yeah, no, there's none of that. Oh, I don't okay, think. cool. Yeah, um, not as obvious, at least. And I as feel like in the states, I feel like it's lobbyists for better reasons. Like you know, it's a it's a lobbyist for child protection laws, or a lobbyist not for tobacco industry or gun mm-hmm. <laughs> gun manufacturers stuff like that but um, true yeah this yeah in, in that regard too like lobbying is something that i've never i've never enjoyed knowing they, that it exists but yeah this definitely makes you think about the whole profession like this sure. is the mm-hmm. other side of the fence of lobbying and yeah. capital punishment and yeah. all yeah. that stuff because this definitely swayed me in the direction of that like yes shirley turner definitely deserved yeah in some regard like on a on basic on paper absolutely uh deserved to die yeah because that fits the punishment That's twice over why this would be interesting to show to like high school students or to show to like that age of kids that are thinking about getting in the legal system to be like this is like this is a story about how like you can see how shit totally hits the fan yeah and when you're taught and like the system like taught the system you guys can affect change so like i don't know that would just be interesting so, so it would be like an educational well yeah, and definitely but it's fucking dark as shit so you know there'd be kids that are like i i can't watch this but I, don't, so, I don't think i can be a lawyer anymore yeah in the epilogue um did you watch it no uh, no yeah so he talks about like he said when when it first kind of like started gathering steam and mm-hmm. becoming bigger uh he said he just got flooded with emails um and like people emailing him saying hey look you know, I was planning on killing myself last week. Whoa! Okay. But like, in that, and he, show, he shows like shit. excerpts of of an email. So I was planning on killing myself next week, um, but I saw what uh, Kate and David Begbie went through, and if they can live through that and not uh, give up, I can do the same. <laughs> My parents will be all right. <laughs> uh, and there was one. It was uh, a 19 year old girl who just found out she was pregnant, oh, and she's like, "Fuck!" If if Kate and David Begbie can learn to love this kid who is half uh, DNA of their son's killer, then my parents will learn to love, you know, my illegitimate baby. Oh, damn fucking right. 
That's, um, yeah, that's perfect. So it's stuff like that. update. They do not love me or my baby. <laughs> oh, no. So stuff like that. And then like we we're talking about like Holy, the two that's month, heavy. Yeah. We we're talking about like the two month time frame he had to, uh, to make it to kind of yeah, coincide with yeah. the dance mm-hmm. of the devil. Yeah. Um, so basically he had run out of money to make the movie at that point. So they kind of just put it out there saying like, Hey, look, and this is what we're trying to do. Uh, mm-hmm. we're trying to make this to help, um, enact change in, in law reform. Mm-hmm. And he said it was like the, the final scene in, uh, Mir- uh um, I want to say miracle on, uh, on 34th street, street, but a, a Christmas story where like all the envelopes of money start uh, coming in. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and he said, that's what it was. It was just envelopes of envelopes of checks from random people saying, Hey, here's 50 bucks. Hope this helps. Um, just to get this done. Like you made like a little kind of teaser uh, about it. Man. And then the IRS right after of, are you uh, going to record that income? <laughs> <laughs> it's not income. No, and, no, and they, I think th- if I remember correctly, like there was a screenshot that said, you know, this is tax deductible. Mm-hmm. So there are donations. Yeah. Yeah, right? yeah. 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 Um, but yeah. So like, that's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, holy fuck. That's heavy, man. Yeah, so he said, you know, Fuck. a couple of good things have come out. It's like people have emailed and said, hey, look. Yeah, uh, that's why more changed, people need this, to watch this, this right? changed my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, well, one of the senators, uh, the Canadian senators that uh, were wait, like, passing this law. One mm-hmm. of the Ottawa senators. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh. Came out and said, you know, I, I had never heard. Oh, I get of it. The hockey team. <laughs> I had never heard of this until I saw uh, a Datelines NBC Dateline story yeah. about it. Same. I had never, well, I'd heard us talk about it before. Yeah. It's just dear Zachary, but like the story and like, cause this was yeah, monumental. Like, yeah. How did yeah. we not hear about it? Cause we're in like I mean, high school. Yeah. We're, we're right? in high school. I, yeah. We didn't. You guys listen to CBC in high school. And it seems know. like an intense <laughs> enough story that you were like, Oh shit. But my mom listened to yeah. CBC. So, but half of it took place in the, in the states, right? So I think yeah, yeah, yeah the initial true. murder. Yeah, 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 they wouldn't have put it together. Yeah, uh, I guess true. With like twenty-four hour news cycle shit too. Like this would have been just a one-day story. Yeah, and then when Zachary dies later, he'd be like, "Oh, okay, well, yeah. two days." Like, yeah, and yeah. this gets washed away in all the sure. despicable yeah. shit that we see. Anyways, yeah. it, it couldn't have lasted much more than a week. What? So I she would have had to have been like standing on the shoreline on a rock. Yeah just screaming her fool head off for this to make everything was okay news. but then she killed a codfish and we <laughs> said no that's a too bad and so <laughs> I me don't know pers- why they're portuguese <laughs> me personally out of anything we've watched so far this one hit me the hardest me and this is the one i'd say everybody i mean there's been documentaries that we've watched that i said everybody has to watch yeah 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 this one like yeah for sure and, and i feel bad saying this um, compared to some of the ones like about racism, some stuff like that that we well, in the watched. Kurt Cobain documentary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why? What happened to him? He's okay, right? Um, but uh, like, I don't think this is more. Large. I don't think this is more important than the race, like uh, the documentaries about yeah. racism that we've watched. <clears throat> but this man, like, just if you're a documentary lover, um, a film lover in general, I I think you know. You, you gotta watch. Also, the angle of like just having like watching interactions with people, yeah. like really seeing of like how people handle situations, and just like, oh whoa, hold up, like you did that when this thing was going on. Like I gotta get the fuck out of here. 
Also, if you could pick a celebrity that Andrew Bagby reminds you of, who would it be? John Belushi. Tyler Hawley. Jack, he is a spitting image of Jack Black. Oh, shit, yeah. Oh. And yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. Just Imagine man- the Jack Black movie, like yeah. a biopic. And- just, well, just his man- <laughs> mannerisms, too. Like, uh, yeah. I can't remember if it was in the doc or the epilogue, but um, Kate, his mom, is saying like they were there at his house the first day he went uh, mm-hmm. to his new residency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was just like, he was blinking a lot, and he always did that when he was nervous, mm-hmm. and came back to kiss him a couple of times. And then he lived right across from the hospital. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. And he walked across the street, and just before he turned the corner, looked back at them and did like some like little like hand flip and kind of kicked his way. I was like, yeah. Just immediately, I was like, that seems like something Jack Black would do. <laughs> just like, yeah. yeah how he's animated, like, flips up his hand, kind of clicks yeah. his heels and, and walks away. How sad, too. Yeah, yeah I could see it. Okay. What an outro. Yeah. But you think, like, this could be, like, a Hollywood movie? Like, it would be no. a fucked up movie. I would not want to see that movie. That'd be like making it. It'd be OJ like some movie. old boy shit, though, right? Like, you could do it like some weird twist. Or, like, I don't know how I even know you could do it. Maybe like an OJ documentary or like a movie. You'd be like, ah, yeah. this is just. Like, why give yeah. her that? Yeah, the end, you'd just be like, yeah. ah, this is fucked up. Well, and that's what like, a lot yeah, of people okay. said about. Never like, mind. I'm not going to write that screenplay. So, a lot of people said about the, uh, uh, like, Paul Bernardo movie. Yeah. What? Right? Yeah. yeah. The girl from that 70s show plays um, Carla Homolka. Oh my god! Yeah, that's cool. Who the fuck wants to watch that? Guess yeah. what happens? That's like watching Texas. Yeah, it's like watching <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like but, just but in real life. Like, yeah, yeah you're like, oh, this life, is a real yeah. life. Um, and they also did a movie about. Um, I guess they did Monster too. Yeah, there was yeah. that. That's that's so fucking different though. And really. And um, yeah, she was a good lady. So kind of <laughs> about our local area, like so, there was Colonel Russell Williams. Did they do a movie on that fucking oh, yeah. guy? Yeah. Th- no was, way. It was like a Hallmark Channel movie. Get like, the or, fuck out of here. Or like a Lifetime Channel, whatever. No yeah. way. Yeah. No way. That's pretty um, wrong. I mean. Gary uh, Gary Oldman plays uh, Russell Williams. What? No, man. How the fuck? Dude, I, think, I know. I think some, it was Gary dude, dude, we know man, someone. Man. We know someone that was like in a room with that guy before yeah. he was killing people, and this person was like, "Yeah, that guy has gave a weird vibe. He smelled like sweaty cotton. Yeah. I don't understand. He smelled like dead bodies." <laughs> and when when Tyler and I were in college, like that's when he was like actively killing people. Yeah. So you would just Fuck. like wake up one day and be like, "Oh, this girl's missing." And you went to college in. Kingston in Belleville, oh, in Belleville. Yeah. yeah. So it was like north of Belleville. Well, yeah. So I mean, because that's where he was living, and there was like mm-hmm. weird break-ins and shit of things that were happening, and then it all got placed together, and you're like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. So th- uh, they made a movie, and there was outcry. Oh, man. That fucking bums there was me outcry out. about that, that. Did they film yeah. on location because of the tax credits? No. <laughs> you think they? But yeah, like there was outcry when they said they were going to make that movie. Like, yeah. You know, holy shit. Why? Why sensationalize these? These people, right? Yeah. So that dude, he's still alive. You think he was like, "Hey, can I watch the movie?" Like Gary Oldman, put uh, me in a movie, now, bro. I'm, I'm gonna have to grab my phone because I, I said Gary Oldman, and I don't know if I'm anybody, correct. anybody, like, no, yeah, for sure, Nicholas Cage, and he's still like, Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like murderer Colonel is still alive, so he's like, yeah, this person played like I got a movie. Like yeah, he's, he's sitting in fucking prison food. I saw right now. And just like, oh, hey. Ah, fuck, you know, I guess they're like the man. Man, you think he could listen to podcasts? Them. Yeah, I wonder if he gets podcasts. Definitely. Yeah. Why not? That's like a pretty passive. Yo, Colonel, you got a movie made about you. How do you feel? Thing. Yeah. You want to listen to the commentary? Yeah. 
I think it's like flat earth, man. You're just misunderstood. <laughs> Gross. Yeah, that's fucked up. You definitely killed people, you fuck. Yeah, so... That's it gnarly. Was, it was... Sorry. I had the first name right. It was Gary Cole. Gary Cole. Who, who is still like a, a big celebrity. Man, Gary Coleman plays him? That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Gary um, Coleman was that like man-child actor, right? Yeah. He was also black. Okay. So that's why it would be great. It's yeah. like three times the wrong. Like I'm the little colonel and I'm going to kill you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Cole was in like Talladega Nights. Uh, mm. Okay. Dodgeball. Yeah, maybe not Office in space. any Will Ferrell movies anymore. Oh, man. Office Space is a good movie. Not anymore. Who's he playing Office Space? The guy who murders the printer? Bill, <laughs> no, uh, Bill Lumberg. He's the boss. Uh, oh, oh, weird. No. Yeah. That's gross. No. Yeah, that guy looks like he needs money. Yeah. I made a movie once about a guy who kills girls. <laughs> you want you want to watch it? I got to wear a Canadian military uniform. It was very enjoyable. I learned it a lot about Canada. Cool. I thought Great I was going to wear a red jacket, but it turns out I didn't. Some I wasn't nice a Mountie. Yeah, so. Yeah, I, w- I wasn't the Mountie. I didn't, yeah. I didn't know that, actually. I thought I got to wear the pony the hat, film. but I just <laughs> killed women in obscure towns in Ontario. Yeah, I mean, like, another. That's so fucked, man. Like, who writes that screenplay? That, like, so. imagine I wrote that and was like, guys, check this well, out. We're yeah. going to make money off this bitch. And see, and that's the thing. Like, when we, you know, talked about, you know, the, all the profits from this documentary going towards like the bursary and the scholarship. Yeah, that's cool. Like who? I mean, and I know people have wrote like nine eleven movies. They've wrote like so, but who who takes the story of of a murder and says, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to profit off this. Like that's a fucking like yeah. Mark Wahlberg. It, yeah, and I was on that plane. Well, no, because he also did that Boston bombing movie, didn't he? Like just two or three years after. <sighs> Holy yeah. shit, dude! You made such but, a good point. Damn. But I mean, like, at least he, he's acting, and I know that's not much better. But but who writes the story and says, "I'm going to pitch writing yeah. the story"? Like, you know, yeah, <laughs> it just seems like you're sitting at your table with your friends, yeah. and you're like, "Hey, what what yeah. should we do next?" What's yeah. the Man, next all right, this 9/11 movie, the towers don't fall down. I'm like, mm-hmm. what? What? Yeah. What do we? They ne- take off like yeah. rockets into space, yeah. and then Elon they Musk's on the tip. Yeah, and then they the buildings themselves bomb the Middle East. <laughs> Fuck yeah. yeah. They start dropping old fax machines and, and Xerox machines. But the people are still in the building, so it's an American tragedy. Yeah. And and I get the need to make documentaries because like these are still stories that people Yeah, that seems way more reasonable than people like need to hear. Yeah, 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 for sure. Like a doc about yeah. Colonel Stabby would be interesting. Not a fucking well, feature film. Because you know fictional movies are like you know, everything's not to the T correct. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. they they take creative liberties. Yeah. Um, so <sighs> even making that movie, like, all right, so uh Christian, in this scene, you're gonna be over the girl and he, and he <laughs> actually did it like this, and you're like, This is a thing that really happened. Like yeah, what like, the okay. fuck? Creatively, you're yeah. gonna let me just do this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's gross that you yeah, know yeah, so yeah. much. Like you gotta be like it would have to be like I'm just thinking of um when Spielberg was making Schindler's List and then like the scenes, the days that they were doing the concentration sh- camp scenes, he would come home and his wife would just like s- visually see on his face that he was just fucking bombed the fuck out. And it was like, oh, like she knew not to be like, oh, how was shooting today? Yeah. And he was like, oh, you were, you were doing that scene. And, so, and, see, and, yeah. I, and I understand movies like Schindler's List. Schindler's List is probably a movie 
a story that needs to be told. Yeah, I'm not saying it didn't, but yeah. I'm just saying, like, yeah, you have to have yeah. that vibe. You couldn't be like, yeah, today we're going to fucking shoot yeah. this scene. And but, like, this really happened. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, that, you know, for people who don't watch documentaries, that kind of tells a historical story. But, well, but shit, someone murdering like, someone... Metaphorically, like that's this, like Schindler's List yeah. is the story of a flower growing at the bottom of a boggy, shitty well. Absolutely. But this story, dramatized, would be the story of a gross, pukey looking flower growing yeah. in the middle of a gorgeous garden. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I regret coming up with like, the idea the that this would be a movie. It's, it's just the inverse. Yeah. yeah, we should write it. I mean, <laughs> let's make it where the baby kills her. That'd be tight. Keep it, uh, let's keep it super low quality to the film. Okay. Shoot it in standard definition. It'll be shown well, nowhere. Well, that's yeah. like that's a good point though that Mitch made earlier about that. Like, just I know we're getting off topic a little bit, but you could have the worst equipment, like yeah, audio man. equipment, yeah. video equipment, like even the people talking. Like they could be poor speakers, and you could be a shitty editor, and your distribution guy is garbage. But you watch this movie somehow. You find yourself sitting down and watching it you're going to be attached to it. And yeah. I I think sometimes yeah. a story sells itself based on yeah. literally what it is, not And something like this is like, it's kind of cool that it's somewhat so underground yeah. that like, if you're like, oh, like I like documentaries. I'm like, have you seen this one? I'm like, oh fuck. Like if someone knows about it, I feel they'd be like, oh shit, you've, you've seen that. Like, that's cool. Like you actively... Yeah. Look, they, you weren't just like searching through fucking Netflix. Yeah. That's true. It makes it a bit exclusive. Because so if, you, if you've seen that's this, kinda cool. first of all, you're the kind of person that can take at least two hours out of your day to watch something ultimately that doesn't impact the rest of your life. Because you're probably not going to go out and murder people and you're probably not also going to be murdered by someone. The chances are low in both cases. So this documentary is just for personal development really mm -hmm. if someone has watched it i mean that's kind of a good sign so yeah watching this i was an hour and a half crying michael jordan meme because like my eyes were just <laughs> Damn. like welled up man like, christian and i were laughing yeah <laughs> there were definitely some spots i I, I had seen it before <laughs> so yeah. i like i remember it and i would just be like oh dude just wait and then like something fucked up would happen like 20 minutes in and christian's like oh shit i'm like oh dude yeah. Just fucking put your seatbelt on because yeah, shit's, getting, yeah. shit's <laughs> getting crazy. I, I went into this one kind of knowing the whole story, but not like you don't know the intricate details. Like, Holy you know, fuck. when his one cousin was like, she's talking, right? It's right at the beginning. And she's like, mm -hmm. uh, and she starts trying to describe him and then starts like crying. She's like, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm getting emotional. And you're just yeah. like, oh, fuck. And like yeah. the amount of people yeah. that just fucking yeah. absolutely love this guy. And he's like ex fiance. Yeah. Yeah. That was like, oh shit, if shit worked out differently, then like he'd yeah. still be alive. Yeah. <laughs> That's guilt. <laughs> but this documentary is definitely one that I think can open people up. It it yeah, maybe man. doesn't give yeah. you anything except yeah. some version of it just changes your perspective, yeah. hopefully. Like it, it doesn't actually impact your your basis of knowledge. It just it just kind of changes how you look at the knowledge you have. Yeah. It just it opens your eyes a little bit. It's just, yeah. it's just a personal story. It's it a maturing is. documentary. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. That's why fucking high school kids, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Don't hang out with crazy people. We got to end this one because I'm uh, I don't want to cry uh, while we're recording. So <laughs> let's Who move on. Who picks the next one? Next uh, week. Is it I, me? I picked this one. So. All right. 
I, and I man, don't know. I, I still don't know if I'm happy about that or, or <laughs> upset yeah. about it. I mean, you've watched it now, and we're on to next week. That's true. Are we moving into the future. 50 yet, or what episode are we? Oh, uh, yeah, we're uh, pretty close. So our one year uh, is early November, so in a couple of weeks. That'll be ready. Maybe we should have like a, a live watch. Not yeah. like a live watch. Maybe a live watch. We can live stream it. Maybe I listened to um, this one podcast, um, Zach and Miko's Midnight Spook Show, and he just watches scary movies. And they mm. talk about it in the background. Nice. But I listened to one last night, and the way that they had set up was pretty good because yeah. you can kind of hear the movie, and then they're just talking about like random shit. Yeah. It was House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh, right. On. So they okay. were just talking about Rob Zombie and yeah. that type of shit. So it sounded like it Maybe worked. It wasn't like too much audio going on. Right. Okay. So this one was, uh, oh, Jesus Christ. It's off the yellow list. Yeah, it is. Zeitgeist 3 moving forward. No, nope, I've seen Zeitgeist 1. Yeah, I don't have like <laughs> eight hours to watch a fucking movie. No so way, man. This is a YouTube video that shit. Yeah. yeah. I can vouch that this is bad. Yeah. The Zeitgeist, first one's uh, like six hours, right? Yeah, it's like, well, it's two and a half at least. Yeah, like Zeitgeist 1, I actually found on YouTube when I was yeah. like in grade seven. I was like on the verge of having a, uh, a disposition change back then because this is like some flat earth world government new world order kind of shit classic yeah, classic up. youtube documentary hopefully we get something uplifting but i don't think this is this one is called all watched over by machines of loving grace all watched over by machines of loving grace it oh. sounds like a fucking pink floyd song yeah it does it's it's a bbc television documentary uh-uh okay uh it'll see. be good yeah the genius of design was pretty cool i think that was BBC. Yeah. yeah. I enjoyed that one. It's they a TV miniseries. I was thinking about oh, that recently. Okay, so miniseries. We've had this issue before. Yeah. Do you know how many episodes are in it? If it's uh, more than like a handful, I say we skip. We, yeah, we maybe. S three episodes. Move on. That's mm. kind of on the perfect line. Well, God damn it. Okay. Now we're on the hook. <laughs> now we, yeah, we got to watch it. says, a series of films about it. how humans have been colonized by the machines we have built. Fuck yeah. Whoa. Although we don't realize it, the way we see everything in the world today is through the eyes of the computers. Hell yeah. Oh. Man. So, All way dude, for life, man, son. Yeah, you got to read Marshall McLuhan's All right. okay. Medium is the Massage. Tyler also, I think you would enjoy the hell the out of this book. Medium is the so message. The review, this review on... Uh, on IMDb says disappointing documentary. So we will see. Oh, right. shit. Okay. okay. Well, it made me put my phone down. It's done, <laughs> done by Adam Curtis. Oh. Not a name, name I'm familiar with. I was uh, say Adam Curry is a dude that like started the first podcast. Mm. That's that guy's name. Close. He, he did uh, something called hyper, hyper normalization. Oh, yeah, I do that every day. Pandora's mm. Box. Oh, Jesus. And the Is that a doc? The Power of Nightmares, the Rise of the Politics of Fear. What the fuck? Okay. So, he sounds man, like an guy, uplifting guy. Yeah, he sounds like he knows something. Yeah, the earth is fucking flat or a semicircle or some shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's how a flat earth talk started. The earth is a semicircle or it's flat or some shit. I don't know. Why are you guys watching this? Wait, what do you mean by the semicircle? That's there's a, good a dome, theory. there was paint or something, uh, Michelangelo. You guys will get it. He didn't so, paint just the 16th chapel. He painted the whole sky. <laughs> he is the artist of our world. 
So we will Holy uh, fuck. come back next week with uh, Machines of Love and Grace. Hell yeah. Oh. Um, so yeah, so uh, good luck uh, watching this one if you haven't already because uh, that was, uh, that was good, a tough one. Good luck, Zachary. Uh, uh, <laughs> see you guys next week. Thank you.